Welcome to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Hi, and welcome to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. I'm excited, Big Kev. Tell me why. Because we've got a fabulous guest on the Food Bites podcast we have, this week. We have. She's a beauty. <laughs> she's very funny. She she's is. amusing and very engaging. Yes, she is, and she's a Incredible talent too. Well, she's a pretty darn good cook as well. We yes. found out. Well, she, every room of the house, just take them <laughs> in. She can do something in every room of the house, and uh, off you go. Her name, of course, is Helen Dallymore. Uh, currently starring in Girl from the North Country, mm. which is the uh, which is the play that's written about and uh, written around. And she'll explain it better than I will. Uh, but it includes a whole lot of Bob Dylan songs. Yep. And the best thing about Bob Dylan songs is when Bob Dylan doesn't, doesn't sing, sing them. them. <laughs> um, because, and, and obviously Helen and uh, Lisa McCune and a whole stack of other people sing the songs in this show. So it's, yep. it's, a, it's a terrific show. Girl from the North Country at the Comedy Theatre, that's where that's shown. But yeah. Helen will be with us shortly. You know her from Wicked. She's been on Home and Away. She's done all sorts she's of She's had a very long and uh, impressive uh, television and stage career. She has and she'll be with us in just a tick. And I want to yes. remind you also about the uh, food poll. Oh, oh well, did this one go off this Gee, week? This, this became international uh, space stations. <laughs> We're winging them in from all around we the world. We needed something nice and stodgy because uh, it is cold and uh, yeah. we like these uh, stodgy things to warm us up. So what better route to go than a, the pudding route? Yes, love a pud, love a bit of pud. <laughs> Don't we? We've got a, we've got a self-sourcing chocolate job uh, in the fridge, which yes, I made on the we weekend. Have, we're changing this to a podcast instead of a <laughs> podcast the way we're going. Don't worry about that. Now, there's an idea. That'll be the next step. Uh, and that's coming up a little later on, the bread and butter pudding. Mm. Yes or no? We'll, we'll get your thoughts. But let's talk to the wonderful Helen Dallymore first up. You're listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. All right. Well, um, Helen, firstly, whereabouts do we find you in the world today? I am in the dinner <laughs> on Queen, corner of Queen Street and Little Burke, which uh, is foodie heaven. BT mm. Dubs. It's um, I'm I'm right on Little Burke. I 30 seconds from my door is um, Hardware Lane, and so it's you know. Needless to say, I'm not losing any weight on this tour. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you consider yourself a bit of a foodie? I am. I I think about it more than I think I should. <laughs> <laughs> they say that men are always thinking about sex. I think that I'm like that with food. <laughs> <laughs> You speak in my language. I, 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 I you think were speaking about it mine for a minute too, but never mind. <laughs> Maybe both. I, I'm, I'm bilingual. I I um I even think about it when I'm on stage. Like I'll, I'll be in the middle of a scene and I'll think, what am I going to have after the show? <laughs> <laughs> so you're one of these people. Are you like me? You uh, wake up in the morning, your first thought. Well, even the night before, you're planning the night before what you're going to have the next day for breakfast, lunch and yes. dinner and have it all mapped out? Guilty as charged. <laughs> yeah, I, it's, it's well, I mean, what's the point of being alive if you're not going to enjoy food? <laughs> <laughs> That's why we were made, I think. That's why we were created, to have hunger and have flavours and have taste. What kind of uh, food do you like and, and are you yourself um, handy in the kitchen? Yes, I love to cook um, and I, I adore being in the kitchen. My, my, it's my favourite thing. I unwind with a glass of wine and, and preparing a meal. I love to cook for other people. I think it's an act of love. Um, I... I love seafood. 
Uh, I love cuisines of um, of all cultures. I'm probably better at, I guess, the European food, Italian. Um, although I, I, I'm getting better at some of the Asian cuisines now. Um, I haven't eaten red meat since I was 12, so I don't cook red meat. Um, but I do cook a lot of seafood and uh, since I was pregnant, I started eating uh, poultry again. Um, and so I, I'm, I'm okay with the chook. <laughs> <laughs> was there something significant at the age of 12 that made you stop eating red meat? Yes, Charlotte's Web. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that film undid me. And I was like, but the pig and the spider and then afterwards my, my dad said, oh, well, let's go for pizza. And I'm like, none of it's got any pepperoni on it or anything. And I never, I never recovered. I think I was always a sensitive soul. So, but also I never really liked the taste of it, to be honest. My mum my used to cook steaks um, in those days, in the 70s, it was like a, a T-bone or whatever, and I just used to find them inedible and I would chew and chew and chew and chew <laughs> and then I kind of sneak off to the kitchen and spit it out into the bin so it was never my bag wow that's uh so so when you a signature dish for you if you're whipping something up you got mm. a night off from girl from the north country and you've got a, a night where you you can spend some time in the kitchen what what do you knock up it would often depend on what I was who I was cooking for uh, I I love cheese I cook with a lot of cheese um I, lo- I love to do a risotto or like a um, a pasta, like a chili prawn pasta. Um, if I'm being fancy, I'd, I might do a, a twice baked goat's cheese souffle, um, or uh, yeah, lots of garlic, lots of butter, lots of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> if you're doing twice baked souffles, then you're um you're fairly well close to advanced level. It sounds like. I'm, I, I know how to. I know how to do all the things. I, um, as as most actors, um, are, I, I have spent a bit of time in hospitality, and certainly in my early years, I, I worked in pubs and bars and 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 a, and a few kitchens and learnt some knife skills and learnt some sort of basic skills as well. Um, and now I'm just obsessed with cooking shows and and you know. <laughs> Lots of cook magazines <laughs> and everyone gives me recipe books and I devour them. I, re- you know, <laughs> I like to read recipes in the morning with a cup of tea. Well, that's interesting you mentioned tea because I was going to get on to beverages and I guess being in your line of work, acting, it entails spending many long hours on sets or in theatre stages. So how important is well, are you a coffee drinker first up or are you a tea drinker and how important is it to get you through? Um, I'm a tea in the morning person, but when it gets to about 3 o'clock I need a cup of coffee. Uh, I don't love coffee, uh, but I, I do need it as a drug. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the flavour of um, coffee-flavoured things, but the actual beverage beverage itself is, is more of a... Um, it's more of an over-the-counter thing for me to just, uh, to get me through. But if I'm doing a night shoot, I will definitely belt them back. And and the coffee in Melbourne here is is pretty good. Yeah, we we tend to be quite uh, snobbish about um, our coffee uh, in Melbourne. And I love that. <laughs> I love that. But you're more about the, the the caffeine component then. 
Yeah, I mean, I will enjoy a coffee, but I'm not one of these people that has three before breakfast. I'm, I'm, I'm here with a cup of tea today. Um, Yorkshire Gold, always. Oh, lovely. Lovely. Uh, tea is much better for your throat too than coffee. Well, um, any sort of warm liquids are, are great uh, for your voice and for your singing, and both of them do dehydrate, which isn't ideal for, for singers. But if, you, if you're drinking plenty of water, then – and a coffee does – Give you a little boost for singing too. Mm. I yep. have to say, yep. I will always have a, a coffee before an audition because it just gives you a little extra something. Now, Girl from the North Country is the show that you're doing at the moment, uh, featuring a whole lot of Bob Dylan songs. How are you going with that? Uh, look, it's 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 been a, a dream uh, job, really. It's such a extraordinarily beautiful show. It's so unique. It's so different. It's um. We've done, oh, I think it must be up to about 150 shows now. So we did a full season in Sydney. Then we went to Adelaide. We're now in Melbourne. We're going on to uh, Auckland and Wellington after this and Brisbane and Canberra. So um, after two years of COVID, it's it's so wonderful to have a job that's just giving and giving. And, and um, you know, and I, and I was never a huge Bob Dylan fan, but... Uh, the the way these songs are arranged, um, it's just musically so stunning. And, and I think obviously he was a genius songwriter and a Nobel laureate. His um, his lyrics are extraordinary, extraordinary poetry. Um, and that the play itself by Connor McPherson, it really is a play with songs rather than rather than a, a jukebox musical. You know that. The, it's it's sort of a, an immersive experience. So you, you've got the play, and then the, the musical interludes form a kind of emotional um, a release, I guess, from the play itself, rather than the songs furthering the story. They're not it's like oh here because you, you know you, you can't make fifty year old songs necessarily fit into a new play because that that would be weird. So it, it's more like here's and now we're going to do this, and this is going to be a, a feeling and a, and a moment. And an experience—it's it, unlike anything I've done before, and and I, I think everyone that comes to see it is is really blown away by it. Yeah, and the good thing about uh, this uh, show is that Bob Dylan isn't singing any of the songs. <laughs> you wouldn't be the first person to say that. <laughs> <laughs> and is the is the theatre your uh, your happy place, Helen? It is actually. Yeah, I um, film and TV is is fabulous, and I love watching film and TV content, but I am a theatre animal and there is, there's nothing like the uh, interaction between an audience and an actor, that, that, that exchange that you get. And um, somebody asked me the other day actually, um, do, do you get bored doing the same thing night after night? And, and the reason that I don't is, is because it's different every night because the audience is different every night. They react differently. You have a completely different relationship because they're different people and, and together they form this kind of entity depending on the mix of who's in there. Um, so, so it's never the same. Mm. Yeah. Do you have a sweet tooth? <laughs> a little. I, I will probably always opt for a cheese course instead of dessert, but I really appreciate a fine dessert and a finely made dessert. Um, I, I do love chocolate, and I do love cheesecake because my two my two favourite food groups in the one 
<laughs> if you were going to have a, uh, a dinner party, we do ask all our guests this and it's um, sometimes it's a question without notice and it's difficult to come up with a, a list on the spot. But if you could have anybody over for dinner at your place, uh, dead or alive, who'd be on your guest list? <laughs> Well, I would hope they'd all be alive. That would be my... my, my yeah, that'd be friend. ideal. That'd be <laughs> ideal. At least when they walk in through the front door. <laughs> at, least, at least to start with. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, that's a different kind of party. All right. Um, I, I, I like to laugh. I like comedy. I like funny people. I like people with a wit. I think I would love to meet Oscar Wilde. Um. And I think he would be, can you imagine having dinner with Oscar Wilde? <laughs> It'd be terrifying, actually. It would um, be. And I think mm. if I was going to have Oscar Wilde, I'd have to have Stephen Fry, who played Oscar Wilde famously in the, in the film. And I think Stephen Fry is one of the, the funniest and cleverest men mm. on the planet. Yep. Um, I named my son after Spike Milligan. So I think I'd have to, my son is called Spike. I think I'd have to have Spike Milligan there because he is also one of the funniest men to walk the planet. Um, I would like to have met Marilyn Monroe. I think she was a lot cleverer than people ever gave her credit for, and I think she would be fabulous with a glass of champagne mm. in her hand. Um, and then if I was going to have Marilyn Monroe, I think I would like to have Albert Einstein. There's a famous play um, about the two of them meeting and him explaining the theory of relativity to her. Uh, and she was also, you know, she was also sort of obsessed with knowledge and, and obviously Einstein was this kind of kooky, wild guy. I think he was a vegan. So that's <laughs> fine because I can, I can do vegan food. So if I'm cooking, that's, that's good. My son has um, multiple food allergies, um, eggs, dairy, nuts, seafood, sesame. So I, I'm very good now with vegan baking and uh, allergy-friendly cooking. Uh, so I can now cater to vegans. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> Julia Child. She'd be fun to have dinner with. I think she'd have a lot to say about uh, also terrifying if I were cooking. And if you're going to have Julia Child, you've got to have Meryl Streep. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and how, how fabulous would Meryl Streep be at a dinner party? I think she, she just seems like the most fabulous and, and funny and fascinating woman and so clever. Yeah. And maybe I'll throw in Mel Brooks there because, <laughs> because wow. of battles. <laughs> Goodness me. That would be some very intense conversation, I would imagine that. And I read just recently about, um, <laughs> just got myself um, educated about uh, Oscar Wilde and uh, and his background is uh, is fascinating. So to yeah. chuck yeah. him in amongst there, that would be, um, that would be an incredible night. Wilde. Terrible what happened to him. Shocking. Mm. And to, to think that that was not even that long ago. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we had to, that's the second time I think we've had Albert Einstein. Only yeah. the second time, so I mean, that was only last week. I think Russell Morris mentioned that he would love to have Albert Einstein. What yes, a terrific, eclectic mix of guests. <laughs> so I know. Tell me, and out of all that, the one thing, one question I want to ask about all that, apart from Albert Einstein and that eclectic mix of people, is why did Spike Milligan finish up being the inspiration for the naming of your son? I think Spike Milligan's one of the funniest men to have ever lived. I agree, but <laughs> it, it, it's kind of, um, yeah, he's, he's someone that almost hardly anyone mentions anymore. I know. I, I My dad always used to listen to the goons uh, mm. on the radio when I was growing up and we used to, we'd take long drives, we'd go to the beach uh, in the northern beaches of Sydney 
and and we'd listen to the goons all the way. He's falling in the water, all that <laughs> stuff. Um, and so, you know, I, I I think Spike's also a really cool name, but uh, yeah. and and a big fan of uh, Spike Jones, also the filmmaker. So, but yes, Spike Milligan was the was the inspiration, and my Spike is also very funny. Uh, very good. <laughs> he had a wonderful book, uh, Bad Jelly the Witch, I remember from my childhood. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and his, his epitaph is my favourite thing ever. Do you know about his epitaph on his, hey. on, yeah. on his tombstone? I told you I was ill. Yes. <laughs> I do remember yes. yes, very good. So what's coming up after Girl from the North Country, which obviously you mentioned you're, you're taking to uh, other states and, uh, and over to New Zealand and stuff. So what? Have you got plans past that or can't you do that these days? <laughs> it has been a strange time for making plans. I had so many jobs cancelled um, during COVID. It was, uh. it was really terrible for our industry. Um, so, so much work lost and, and no help from, no support from the government, obviously, because unless you were employed at the time, you didn't get any help. And so the jobs I had were, were, were coming up. So there was, there was nothing. It was just uh, two years of sitting around, really. But I I did spend a lot of that time writing. I'm, I'm also a, a screenwriter um, and I've written uh, for TV. So I wrote a couple of um, web series, one of which I sh- we shot last year and another one we're going to shoot um, later on this year, um, hopefully with a view to making them into into a long-form series if they if they go well. So... Uh, I think after this long period of, um, of of stage work, it'd be nice to to go back to a little screen screen work, some writing and, and some acting for camera. So, and you did say, I mean, the the, uh, the atmosphere, the feeling among the, the cast and crew must be just so. Um, I guess it, it, it's such an uplifting thing after the the last two years to to be back. It really is. I I mean, we've still got it hanging over us. So um, a couple of weeks ago, we we all got COVID <laughs> and and had to uh, stop work for for a while, and that was hard. Um, and, and I hope that our audiences understand that, that there's really nothing that can be done. I hope that, that you know because we feel a, a terrible weight of responsibility towards our audience that that if we if we don't get on stage and they you know they they miss the show. It's, it's it's tricky, you know. That doesn't matter how many understudies you have, if you all get COVID, you go on. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so it's still there. But now we've all had it. We feel like like the next part of the season. We sort of, you know, I don't know if you guys have had it, but you sort of feel invincible afterwards. You know, striding through supermarkets without a mask, going, "Yeah, I can do this." You know? <laughs> and then, you know, suffering the side eye from people who are like, "She's not wearing a mask." Mm-hmm. No, I'm not. I don't need to. <laughs> I'm not going to give you anything. <laughs> we're, kind, we're kind of surprised that we haven't had it yet because we thought at, at the very least our teenage son might bring it home from uh, school. But yeah. so far, so far nothing. But uh, but that's good to hear that you've come out the other end okay. Yes, it was good. I mean, three vaccines, thank you very much, I think has got to have made the huge difference. It really was really just a, like a mild cold for me, um, and I just I just thank science for um, allowing me to to come through it so easy because yeah. two years ago, who knows, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Oh, um, 
You go, Kevin. I was going to say, <laughs> we, we normally ask for a kitchen tip. Have you got a tip uh, that would, uh, you know, help people in the kitchen to, to finish us off? Mm. Frozen peas. Hmm. If you've got nothing in the kitchen, you can whip up a really lovely pea soup. If you've got a bit of stock or even if you don't have any, I like to, you know, if I cook a chicken, I'll always make stock with the, with the carcass and I, whatever I've got in the crisper I'll chuck in and then I put it in the freezer. You know, I just keep it bubbling away in the night and I put it in the freezer and I'll bring that out and frozen peas, onions, garlic, stock, peas, whiz it up with a stick blender, bit of mint if you've got it, otherwise, you know, a little bit of cream if you're cheeky and that's a really nice, very quick dinner. Kids love it. It's green. It's soupy. It ticks all the boxes, doesn't it? it? And it's boxes. a perfect winter comfort food. Exactly. And, you know, frozen, I always make sure I've got lots of peas in the freezer. Fried rice, chuck them in. Risotto, pea risotto, delicious. I love it. That's a fantastic tip. <laughs> love it. Star yeah. of Girl from the North Country and ambassador for the pea industry. <laughs> Yeah, I've got shares. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, Helen, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Good luck with the show uh, and uh, and hopefully, you know, we, we continue to uh, have fun like this uh, without any interruptions. Thank you very much. It's lovely to meet you both. You're listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. That, I reckon, is one of the most uh, brilliant groups of people for a dinner party oh, yeah. ever. Very well thought out. Oh yeah, ever. That's a that's an absolute. Can I also ripper. say that was probably one of the best uh, kitchen tips we've also had as well. Using frozen peas, just having frozen peas at the ready, not hard. Keep a pack in your freezer or three. Mm. Uh, break it out, make a beautiful wintry I must admit, pea soup. We uh, we always have frozen peas and corn uh, in the uh, in the freezer. Always we do. We always. use them a lot, don't yeah, we? Yeah, we do actually. Yeah. We do. Yeah. All right, let's get to our food poll, uh, and this is a biggie. <laughs> this is, well, might be bread the biggest and butter pudding. People might remember from their childhood their mum or their nana or their great auntie Joan making them another bread and butter pudding. Can I say there's one response in this that is absolutely me. Bang on. Yeah, it's me completely. Okay. Uh, um, yeah, but, yeah, let's, right. let's get to them because we'll, we, we'll we've launch, got a lot. We'll launch straight in. Okay. Cherie Dodson starts us off. Nay, too many carbs for me these days. Cherie, you're speaking my language. Anne Lee says, yes, I love it. I must make some. I haven't had Oy. it in ages. Rebecca Kane, I've never had it, but it doesn't look that appealing. That's me. <laughs> yeah, I've never had it. I think it. I'm the same. I've never had it and I looked at it and thought, <laughs> I don't know that I want no. it. Uh, uh, that's the one. Uh, Nick Elliott says, I've only eaten it a few times in my lifetime. I remember feeling ripped off, realising it wasn't a real pudding. <laughs> Just some slices, uh, you know, dragged out uh, of the bread bag in the freezer with some uh, some bitter burned sultanas. I'll stick with apple crumble, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm with you, Nikki. Terry Daniel says, yay, love the sultanas. Savona says, that's a yay from me. Rabbit droppings. <laughs> <laughs> and who would know the difference? Jackie Stevens, my mum always made me a bread and butter pudding to say that she was sorry. It's my favourite. Isn't okay. that lovely? Okay. Now, Davin says, mm-hmm. yay, although it has probably been 10 plus years since I've eaten a B&B pud. There you go. Get stuck in again. Yep. <laughs> Glenn Rodder, well, Paddo, if uh, Kerry Rodder, who would be his cousin, can make it for me, it's a big yay because I don't know how to make it. 
And Kerry Rodder says, Glenn, it's a definite yes from me, but I'll get Simon, my husband, to make it for you. <laughs> Sarah Warmby, bread is for sandwiches, not pudding. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> Kim Ferguson Cartwright says, yes, the way my nana and gran used to make there it. There you go. Joylene, yes, please. Like most of us, it was something our mums made. Uh, Pamela says, yum, I might just have to make some for tea tonight. Oh, see, we're inspiring people. Karen Young, I would say nay. Rachel, nay. And my mum used to cook this. Kind of a bit of theme going here. Mm. Yum, yum, yummy, yum. Julie says, oh my God, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Sounds she's like been, it's something out of when, when Harry met Sally <laughs> yeah, here yeah. and on the same yeah. wavelength. Oh gosh, you know me well. Lena says, can oath. <laughs> <laughs> Which is in those great big huge billboards Uncle as you Ken. drive along now. Uh, you'll see the uh, the ads for Ken uh. Oath. It used to be a very famous uh, band yeah. in uh, in South Australia. A mate of mine used to be the lead singer of that band. What does it mean, Kevin? He was Ken. Um, <laughs> it means absolutely. I know what it means. Absolutely. Lee Michael Harrison says a big yes from me. Sam Newman, if you've completely thrown the towel in, read the waistline, then it's a yay for the B&B pod. And Peacock says, even if you're watching the waistline, yuck. <laughs> And amuses me. Yeah, so Caroline says it's a perfect dessert for losing weight, served directly into the bin. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, Dave Williams says never tried it. Dangerous, Dave. Dr. Joe Garrett, yay. Old Crokey says, nope, not for me. Far too many better alternatives. Paul Sparks, yay, with cream and custard. Sean says, takes me back to my childhood. Nan and mum used to make ah. it all the time. Patricia, ooh, yes, please. Jasper Diamond says, of course, yes, although I will admit a B&B pudding made with hot cross buns is my favourite. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've heard of those and croissant puddings. Davao? Davo Ravo. <laughs> of course it is. Yay, with Chantilly cream. The cousin of Devon's. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> Um, Nigel, these are the, these Twitter oh. handles sometimes do my head in, I can tell you. They do it on Nigel purpose. CRD says, oh, that's a big yay, my favourite dessert. I'm going to do the next two so you can just you uh, can. slide into Wayno's Ready? one. Uh, Helen says, uh, definitely <laughs> a yay from me. So good on a cold winter's night or any night for that matter. And Jane Barnes says, oh, yes, please. Jane's got impeccable manners, hasn't she? Yes, she has. Uh, Wayne writes. <laughs> Oh hell no! Oh. <laughs> the only reader, reason, the only reason this bottom feeder of the pudding world—that's a t-shirt—still <laughs> exists is because we all view it with the rose-coloured glasses of childhood nostalgia. Mm. It was a staple at mum's or grandma's Sunday dinner, and we all love to cling to those warm and fuzzy <laughs> moments. But the cold light of day shows what bread and butter pudding truly is. It is a rabbit poo laden, stodgy <laughs> plate of misery. That's a t shirt. That has the consistency of a dog poo you stand on at 3 a.m. in the dark when you go out to bed for a toilet break. Oh, no. It's just gross. I'm sure if scientists measured the atomic weight of this abomination, they would put it on the uh, periodic table somewhere between terbium and uranium. <laughs> oh. I, I'm sure it served a purpose once, just once. Uh, and it was a treat when the Luftwaffe were lobbing bombs at London on a regular basis and foodstuffs were scarce. But we vanquished the Germans and now we need to vanquish this gloopy pudding of sadness as oh. well. 
<laughs> Rationing ended over 60 years ago and we're allowed to have nice things now. Besides, bread is for sandwiches, yeah. the end. Uh, I'm with you there. Uh, I would rather sit down and watch that bloody hole in the bucket <laughs> ad. Oh, don't, no. please. Uh, on a loop than eat this gloopy, blobby bowl of pudding filth. <laughs> no, nay, nine. No. <laughs> and Tony Bennett said, what Wayne said. What Wayne said. And someone, Probably I think it was Wayne. Caroline, says, I look forward, Wayno, to your uh, responses every week, as do we, because um, the, uh, the they no- are epic. The nostalgia of it is yeah. what is is what makes it uh, keep living because we're all going back to, you know, Grandma and Nan and all that. Mm. Oh, that old time. I don't remember that in my household, mm. so it doesn't have that No, no, my mum never made it either. But I'm with Wayno and several other people saying that bread, you know, belongs in sandwiches. However, I can see the merits of making such a pudding with croissants or cinnamon scrolls or muffins or yep. with, a, with a custard sort of base. We seem to be trying to find a way of, of, of dressing it up and making it a, a 2022 dish rather than the nostalgic dish. We like the nostalgia but we don't actually like the yeah. dish. Yeah, bread and butter <laughs> pudding, it just doesn't sit right for me because it's made from bread, which I consider a sandwich food, in the same way as you have rice pudding, which some people love. But rice for me is – is a savoury food. Yeah, but right. I, I can't yeah. get my head around it being in a pudding. Yep. That said, I've never tried it. And uh, that said, uh, the yays win. The Yay! Y- yes, the yays got really? over the 50% mark. Yeah, well, the, no, tradition the, wins The yays got 30%, but it still got them in. Uh. Apparently that's how it works. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, political comment. Uh, so uh, thank you for uh, the, the huge amount of responses. Mm. And we got a whole lot more than we, we've read there. So thank you very Do much. Do you know what might be worth trying if I was going to sample a bread and butter pudding? You're not. Well, if I was, though, I'd put something between the slices, so maybe some apricot or strawberry jam and then cut them into triangles. Doesn't it then turn into almost a trifle type thing if you do it that no, way? No, it would have more of a jam roly-poly type oh, effect, okay. I think. Oh, well, I've seen you have uh, jam roly-polies. I used to like those, but yes, my waistline yeah. doesn't like them anymore. <laughs> my waistline doesn't like anything. My waistline actually doesn't even Actually, like I don't water. even have to put anything yeah. in my gob for my waistline to, <laughs> to just expand. <laughs> I think we all relate to that one. Thanks to Helen Dallymore for being a yes. terrific guest. And uh, don't forget, Girl from the North Country, it is available yeah. now. It, look, if you if you go, oh, it's all Bob Dylan songs. It's is not I? about the Bob Dylan songs. It's a great show and the song sounds so good when Bob mm. Dylan doesn't sing them. <laughs> Even when I, I sing better than Bob Dylan and that's saying Well, so. that is really saying Hope something. Hope you've enjoyed this edition of I'm going to sing to finish it uh, <laughs> finish it off because the, the times they are changing. Oh. Here we go. Oh, <clears throat> do we have to? No, I'm not going to. Thank you. See you next time. Thanks for listening to Food Bites. Check out our Facebook page for recipes, tips and all the latest news. That's Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier.